And we are coming down in three, two, one. Welcome to Getting Sports with Drunk. I'm your host, Cupcake the Riddler, and I'm joined by... Mark. Sheen Washington. No. Aggressive. <laughs> Six souls. The Master's Massive. And the Rat of a Red Baron. Who's a frozen Who pizza? What's the bliss pretty? I do, very much so. I don't think you do. I do. I have... We'll call it 100 plus photos to tell you otherwise. It does oh, it's way more than a hundred. Well, and it's it also does it also doesn't mean you think she's pretty. Emphasis on the plus. Kendall, before we even start, if you want me to believe that, I want I want you to give me fifteen features you find attractive about her from the neck up. So you know what's funny about all this is Rebecca edits the show, so basically we're not even a minute in, and I'm just you know like lusting over somebody else. <laughs> I mean, I figure. I think she figured out. So it's long, no different from any other Monday. Well, I'll say, yeah, I think she figured out a long time ago about this obsession when you pitched the name Alexa Bliss Reed for your child. Whoa, whoa, whoa! No, no, no. Right, so you know, Alexis Cabrera Reed. <laughs> That's funny. Starting lineups. All right, from Barrier Brewing Company. Um, I'm drinking Blue Shell from Ocean City, fuck, Oceanside, New York. <laughs> Is that like a reference to Mario Kart? Yeah, there's some Mario Kart shells on here. From Ocean Atlantic, Jersey City. <laughs> of North Carolina. Would you like to read the government morning on this? Please read it out loud. All right. According to the Surgeon General, Da-da-da-da-da. women should not drink alcoholic beverages during pregnancy because of the risk of birth defects. I too started to not care. Consumption of alcoholic beverages impairs your ability to drive a car or operate machinery. It may cause health problems. You do not need to worry about that. This is just the unfunny <laughs> fitness grand pacer test. <laughs> I'm drinking a tequila sour. Ooh. I tell you Sour what, up. mark that down for things I didn't expect to hear today. Oh, we marked it, Mark. We marked it. Nasty, did it come out of a can or did you make it? Made it. Nice. Sour Patch Kids? <laughs> you know it. Yeah. Got to use the red, white, and blue ones, though. It's the watermelon slices. <laughs> Those are pretty good, though. Do you guys want to hear Kendall get an erection? Yeah. Not really. Guess what I learned how to do, Kendall? What's that? I learned how to make Manhattans, Old Fashions, Whiskey Sours, Tequila Sours, and Gin Martinis Clarified, which basically means that you can put them in an air... uh, you can put them in like a screw cap bottle and they'll stay good for up. To, it's a pre-made cocktail that'll stay fresh up to a year. 
That was it. That when was you my... started that, I thought you were going to say you could take out on an airplane. I don't know why. <laughs> I was going to be like, I don't see how that. <laughs> no, Kendall's afraid of flying. I'll take a plane. It's better now that but, I can drink. Well, you could always drink on a plane. Well, as a child, I mean, I guess I, I could, yes, but international waters. You don't even need that. You just need you just need a parent with bad judgment skills. That's true. Mom, I want the crown. Wrong, wrong. Falls asleep. It's the wrong parent to ask in that situation. It's true, but that's the first line of defense. No, you go, you go, Dad. Can I get a Kim Crawford? <laughs> Uh, so we have. I heard. I heard Massey's mock. Do you have something? I have a sea hag, fresh off a of dry January. Yeah, yep. a sea hag. A sea hag that could be from any time over the past five years. <laughs> Pretty much, it's it was kind of in just, the garage. I say, there's just kind of been like a weird rotation of sea hag six packs going in and out of your house. I have uh, from the Riddler collection. I have uh, Jameson at the Cooper's Crows, a triple distilled Irish whiskey. The flavor of wood, skillfully crafted. Nice. I'm drinking uh, via via my trade from earlier today. <laughs> I'm drinking the uh, vanilla Pepsi. Where's <laughs> it out of? Uh, Bridgeport, Connecticut, but it was originally bottled from the uh, Pepsi Cola Company out of. Um, I'm gonna throw purchase, a pin. Oh, go ahead. Purchase New York. Nice. You know, you work there. You just get to drink all the free Pepsi you want. Hey, man, I'm drinking all the free Pepsi I want right now. It's a good point. But I mean, after you run out, then it's not all you want. I mean, in here's the thing. In theory, I can get access to enough wine where I could never pay for Pepsi again. It's <laughs> a pretty baller move, actually. I was, eventually, Kendall's not going to like that trade. No. He's going to be like, all right, this was cool once, man. <laughs> can I have the wine? <laughs> Well, you know what's really funny is like this is something that like you know I probably could have pitched to Kendall at any point. Like at any point, I could just bring a bunch of samples to one of my stores and trade them for eighteen packs of High Life, and like Kendall could like theoretically never have to pay for High Life again. It would be pretty you neat. How I heard him get hard. You figure what's a what's an eighteen pack of High Life cost? Like fourteen bucks after tax and deposit. Yeah. Yeah, I mean I, that's two bottles of sweet red wine. I I can get probably like eight a month. Of like one type and then like figure maybe like 12 types so you know i could probably get i don't know like 40 18 packs of high life a month for free <laughs> it's a pretty good gig yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's funny. I, I was trying to figure I, the problem was is I, I was trying to figure out how much high life I could actually get, but Samantha was getting really upset with coming home and finding me just dumping out 18 packs of beer in the sink every day. All right, we should like, move this on. This is starting to stink. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Kendall, do you have any pull on uh, the like elementary school lunch menus from Aramark? Uh, no, because I, I, 
I'm just like the 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 guy bringing coffee and other refreshments. That's a different uh, different gig. Why? What are you trying to get? I'll make a funny joke, but I'll do it later. Uh, <laughs> I can. Get... I saying, if, you're, if you're trying to obtain something, you got a member of the family that can. Get. I mean, if you're looking, no. for, if you're looking for some Green Mountain whole beans, I'm your guy. <laughs> I'd rather have whole mountain green beans. <laughs> uh, toast of excellence. First, uh, Toast Vessel to AJ Green for calling it a career today. Oh, you mean that guy that played for that team that you supposedly hate more than the Ravens? I think I never said that. That's exactly what you said. I said, I hate the players more than I hate the Ravens players. You said that after you got really, really mad at me for calling you out. Yep, and you don't hate the Packers, you hate Aaron Rodgers. Anyways. That's not true. I hate Aaron Rodgers, and I hate the Packers. Anyways. I'll have you know that the minute Julius Peppers became a Packer, I destroyed my jersey. (laughs) (laughs) He called it a career. There is only one player on the Green Bay Packers I've ever liked. Who? Charles Woodson. It's a good guy to like. Craig Jennings. I think that video is better than actually Greg Jennings. Put the team on his back. <laughs> <laughs> Kendall, uh, do you have a toast? Yeah, I have a toast. I guess it's a toast of dis-excellence. Did you guys see that <laughs> CBS tried to hold an intervention for Tony Romo about his broadcasting? Yeah. <laughs> I read the art. I mean, I saw the headline. I didn't read the article. I um, guess the long and the short is that they I, came out and denied it. Who did? CBS. Oh, CBS. So, but where does a rumor like that get started? Then I don't understand. CBS started it. <laughs> Man, that's funny. Anyway, so I get if it's in fact not true. Basically, what the 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 rumor was that they were his broadcasting had regressed and they were trying to like get him to step up his game and do more research. But if it's not true, then it's not true. So whatever. Here's here's the thing. It, there's, there's, it, they're not saying it's not true. They're just saying they didn't hold an intervention. <laughs> like someone very well could have went in and be like, hey, you kind of kind of stepped this up, my guy. <laughs> Listen, you've been kind of sucking recently. Yeah. We just gave you all this money. <laughs> yeah. You predicted the final score of one game, and now you're fucking like, you know, it's like, oh, I don't ever have to work again. <laughs> uh, I have two toasts of excellence. Uh, one is to the, uh, uh, what I can only assume is a fake tweet from Skip Bayless about Tim Tebow. Probably it was, not. It was hilarious. It was a Tim. It was a Skip Bayless. You know, like someone like faked it, or whatever. But like his uh. Uh, his Twitter had a picture of Tim Tebow's wedding on it, and it said, Happy three-year anniversary to Tim Tebow. Ever since you got married, we lost. Kobe had a pandemic. The uh, price of eggs is through the roof, and then, like, four other things. <laughs> and he's like, hope, he goes, hope getting your dick wet was worth it. <laughs> and I'm like... And I tell you, I'm going to go ahead and say that that's not a real tweet, but that's real funny. That's so funny. And then uh, my other toast of excellence is to uh, Kyle Souls. Um, cause, 
uh, I woke up this morning and like immediately had a thought of trying to figure out like where I know this like character Mopey from. And I spent probably the better part of 10 hours today trying to figure it out and obsessing over it. And then just randomly bringing it up to Kyle. He was like, oh, you know, I'm from that YouTube channel, Too Hype. And I was like, fuck, that's it. <laughs> and uh, the, the weight that was lifted off my shoulders made me feel as though I could fly because I finally got it out of my head. Very few better feelings. I, uh, I've been trying to figure out a particular movie for like a week and a half. And I, I can't get it. Kendall spent like six years on a song. Yeah. Every time I asked him, well, what's, give me me something about the song. He goes, it it goes like, do, 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 do. And that was it. Yeah, I'm also tone deaf, so it's really tough for me. You know, I don't totally remember. I just remember the lady had like a purple shirt on and short black hair. What song? What? That's it? Yeah. Basically, you're describing my mother. (laughs) You know, that's that's pretty accurate. (laughs) I couldn't help you with that. Well, it's not your mom. Purple shirt, black hair. I had to say. Do you uh, do you have any other thing whatsoever? Nope. All right. Well, Massey, get to work. I mean, I'm thinking about this for a while now. There's still another clip Massey said he could find for us, and he hasn't come through yet. I believe I responded and said I hadn't seen it. I just figured you just you just you just teased me. Mm -hmm. I figured you just plug it in, plug it into that mass algorithm that he has. (laughs) Maybe Catherine Zeta Jones. No, it's not Catherine Zeta Jones. All right. Can't blame my brother for asking. No, but we can blame you. For asking. I I don't know what that was, like where that came from, but it made me laugh pretty hard. (laughs) Listen here, Vato. Take it easy. (laughs) (laughs) Called you Vato. Hey, Mark, is the movie called Ghost World? No. Uh, Scarlett Johansson's in it, and she's standing next to a a character that's oh. wearing a purple shirt with short black hair. Mark, it's Dora. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was good. Yeah, she doesn't wear a purple shirt, though. Damn. Still pretty funny. Does she not? No. How dare you guys insult Kyle's heritage? <laughs> that's basically muzzy for Kyle. <laughs> Door, 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 the explorer. Jose. I'm cracking my beer. Massey didn't do his toast yet. Still cracking it. Toasted Mac since to Tom Brady for his retirement. The quarterback so nice, we toasted him twice. Ooh. Says the guy whose toes for eight weeks was the Giants just winning a football game. Yep. They didn't do it for a while. Yeah, but then they started doing it so much that, you know, they're not going to do it again for a while because you toasted it too much. Maybe. Worth it. That's not. (laughs) I'll say, is it really worth it? (laughs) 
Also, my other toast of excellence is to uh, Jared Allen because his curling team beat the Olympic gold medal curling team. That's which awesome. Is hilarious. I've been saying it for a while. I think that's our path to the Olympics. I don't want to go to the Olympics. I don't need a path. I would go. Yeah, I know you would. You you're all you're all about wearing dad polos. That's like your thing. You like it. Guys, we're already in curling shape. We're already there. Do they get I'm, a... not in, I'm not in any shape. I am a shape. <laughs> do the curling we're team get to wear those, those really weird Congo Kyle... hats? Kyle could be our sweeper. You're going to trust Kyle the most important job. <laughs> Listen, that kid's been covering for people. No, I got it. I think Kyle's got to be the guy who who like launches the stone because like it's all about location, not about velocity. Man, that's really funny. <laughs> Kyle said it his whole life. He he doesn't throw fast. <laughs> he hits the spot. Kyle. Yeah, that's what I do. I think if Kyle were to do that, I think like after a while he would just somehow develop Tommy John. <laughs> you like slowly let go of that just like oh <laughs> whoever's sweeping's gonna fall I think we can make a push well we'll, we'll practice we'll uh we'll go find a nice tile floor somewhere probably like... some bridgeport that has curling arena I like to go somewhere that's a challenge, like a blacktop. <laughs> Lay down some saran wrap. Kick the local youths off their court. <laughs> Get out of the way. We got practice. Double, triple, whopper, flame grill taste, perfect toppers. Right. Why are you singing that right now? Because, Kyle, it's the song of our generation. It's fucking terrible. We're gonna perform that at karaoke night, all of us. Oh, I'm more, <laughs> I'm more upset that Burger King didn't ask you to perform it for the commercial. Can you they just like me. one run through, Kyle? I don't know it. Come on, you watch really cable? Don't know. Yeah, I watch TV, but I turn off the commercial. Seems like a lot of work for 15 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, the commercials on. Let's turn off the TV. And just totally guess when they'll be done. <laughs> Double whoppers. <laughs> I saw an Instagram reel today. It was like, you know, you, you see like these channels where it's just like people walking up to be like, hey, and they ask him some dumb question. Mm-hmm. So this guy walks up to his like, he's like, hey, what's, I think he said, what's the most romantic song ever written? And I was like, oh, oh it's gotta be. And then he sings a Burger King song. <laughs> made me laugh pretty hard. That's funny. That's very funny. That's funny. Hey, you want to bang up my uh, bracket just to close it out? Yeah, we'll bang up your bracket and then we'll dive into the MLB stuff. All right. Oh, for, forced me to do. Fuck <laughs> off. All right, we'll kind of do some somewhat rapid fire here. Um, 
watching your team in a close game versus someone using your phone? Lasagna. All right, we got one for lasagna. <laughs> can, you, can you repeat the question? I will second lasagna. <laughs> All right, we got lasagna for the right in here. Uh, we got what was one, the question? Watching your team in a close game versus someone using your phone. Or lasagna. Right, which is uh, kind of like kinda we're running as the independent here. Someone using my phone. What is it, the anxiety thing? Yes. Um, I don't know. I'll go with... I mean, I'm going to say the team in the close game. I'm going to go with the using my phone thing because, like, if it, like, you know, like, I don't know, it depends. Like, I don't know. I'm not going to get, like, I'm not going to get anxiety about the White Sox being in a one-run game in the bottom of the ninth in April. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's it's more indicative of, like, the, the kind of, like, when it's happening. Whereas, like, you know, having, like, someone, especially, like, uh, somebody I don't know very well, like, on my phone just kind of makes me nervous all the time. Lasagna. All right, so we got two for the phone, one for close game. I'll go with close game. All right, two, two. Um, the tiebreaker, I'm going to give it to the phone. Homer. Yeah, that's true. All right. Um, then we got pooping at a party versus can't find your phone. Can't find, can't my, phone. find my phone. Yeah. All right. I don't care about a party. Can't find the phone. Moves on. Okay. Then we got texting wrong person versus job interview. Job interview. Job interview. Yep. All right. Craig's, Craig's text- family has texted me so much that I don't care about texting the wrong people. Well, it's them texting you. Yeah, but it made me easier. I think in the sense to- of, like, imagine you're sending a picture of your gray penis. <laughs> And it goes to your mother. That's fine. She's seen it before. Man, she would post it on Facebook so fast. Probably. My little boy. <laughs> uh, we have late for work and need gas versus versus miss the bus. Neither one of them would give a shit about. I tell you, I pretty much do it once a week where I need gas, and I, I'm like, ah, I'll just go in the morning. And that's always the one morning where I'm, you know, just running literally like one minute late. <laughs> and you're just like, ah, oh, fuck. It's like, ah, I better put do in that. $6 worth of gas. Yeah. You ever put two fifty in the gas tank? Oh, yeah. Just a quick splurt. <laughs> like, well. We'll take care of this on the way home. I just got to get there. <laughs> Leaving work? Yeah, I'll do that tomorrow. <laughs> uh, I guess the gas. I'm also voting gas. So that's just going to move on. All right, then we got Leighton Gas versus job interview. 
Job interview. Job interview. Job interview. All right. Job interview moves on. Then we got someone using your phone versus can't find phone. Can't find my phone. Can't find phone. Yep. All right. Can't find phone moves on. So can't find phone. And job interview versus can't find phone. Job interview. Job interview. Two for interview, one for phone. Massey? Mm. Mm. Kyle, you just said that because you haven't job interviewed interview. for a job since ever. I interview. I just don't do it. All right. And the GSWD 2023 anxiety draft, the job interview was most voted. So there you have it. Uh, I didn't. I did not prepare a guest the player for this week. We, I have one for next week because I didn't know how long the baseball thing was going to take. So, no, no guest the player this week. That's okay. Can we just do? Man, I was totally going to guess the player. Can we just say a name and you just tell us that we're wrong and then we'll move on? Yeah, sure. Uh, Bo Jackson. Wrong. All right. Kyle, your guess. Uh, Steve Smith from the Giants. Wrong. Massey, your guess? Sean Merriman. Wrong. Although his Instagram is hilarious. Have you guys ever seen his Instagram? No. No. He just posts videos of two people like fighting and then it's just a and then it's a video of himself wearing his gla- like his sunglasses and he pulls his sunglasses off and he goes, sign him up. <laughs> kind of funny. Uh Mock, do you have a guess? Jay Cutler. Nailed it. Oh, man. I, yep. I tell you, I knew they would get it. He nailed it. No. Oh. Good on you, man. Take that. And just, and just remember, I liked Jay Cutler before smoking was cool. <laughs> That'd be an awesome t-shirt. Yeah, I was thinking about this uh, the other morning. How long is Coach Gruden going to stay where he's at? He, he'll be recovered. And does he have a MAGA hat now? <laughs> yes. Because I, I ma- tell you, that will ma- make me laugh. He has a MAGA hat and a Dak Prescott jersey. Hilarious. <laughs> it will make me laugh. I'd be so pissed. If like it was like act like secured on there. Just paint it on. Man, I gotta tell you, I haven't watched Raw in a long time, and I gotta say, of every single individual person they've shown, I think I'm at about forty percent of knowing who they are. You should have seen me watching the Royal Rumble. Yeah, I have no idea who this blonde chick and this bald guy are. Oh, that's Cesaro and <laughs> the bald guy is Adam Pierce. Oh, it's Kurt Angle and Stacy Keebler. <laughs> what channel? <laughs> uh, Cinemax <laughs> and Kyle's house a few years back. <laughs> yeah, that's like ten years ago. I wish I was there to see Jeff's reaction when he woke up. Well, didn't we didn't Waka wake him up? Yeah, I know, but I want to see Jeff's reaction. It's like, uh, hey, Jeff, uh, what are you doing? <laughs> You're a horny kid, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> God damn, that's funny. <laughs> You're a horny kid, aren't you? 
like ha- hands him like a diet sun kiss. <laughs> you're, you're a horny pup, aren't you? <laughs> oh man, it's so funny. That's so funny. You know what's not funny? What's that? Poop. Poop's not funny. Whopper, whopper. (laughs) 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 All right, Kyle, explain to what we're doing. All right, so we have done... Wait, hold on. Take it back now, (laughs) y'all. I thought I heard (laughs) Kendall. I did. Actually, that was was my bad. Um, So something to do while we're doing the the segment um remember we did a few times last year we're going to kind of bring back doing some tasks so during this time and you could you know text at the end i'm going to be the judge uh a piece of sports memorabilia uh that's important to you in any any way could be you know something your team anything like that but a piece of sports memorabilia that you have in your possession um you're going to pitch it to me at the end as like, you know, why why you should uh, receive a point, and I'll and I'll like rank it like one to four. You kind of follow what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So that's just something to keep in mind because when we kind of wrap up this segment, we'll hit it on our closing closing segment. Got it, Holmes. Yeah. Anyways, whopper, 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 whopper. Damn, I, I will go to your house and slight your tires. You gonna slight them? Yeah, I'm gonna slide them. Eat like a king that's on a budget. He's just—he's <laughs> just gonna go right up to your car and just be like, "Your treads are shit." <laughs> Ooh. I'll put a fucking Cowboys decal on there. I'll tell you what. That'd be a very funny joke to like go to like someone's house and like detail their car and like their worst, their least favorite team. <laughs> Pretty like, big Ma- bummer. Mock wakes up tomorrow and there's just like a blue and white stripe down the center with a big star on the door. It's making Wh- my skin crawl. Witten written across the back windshield. <laughs> there's a full size cutout of Graper. <laughs> Witten across the back windshield. It's funny that you did that too, because like Witten's probably like one of like Mock's like, like kind of like how he, like whatever type cowboys, like really the only one, like a yeah, mostly like, respectable guy too. He doesn't necessarily like him, but he's like like that would be the guy. Like he'd be like whatever. <laughs> All right, I'm sorry, Kyle. All right, um, so we have together the off season additions and key losses for MLB teams and we projected their lineups and rotation and bullpen and did some prospects work. Um, some team prospects don't really mean nothing because the team's already set, but the dickhead Reed will go over that. All right, Kendall. Hello. Um, my, uh, Paul has done the National League, and I did the American League, and then we're just going to talk about some things. Yep, so I, for my first National League team, the team I have winning it all this year, Whopper, 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 <laughs> Double, Triple, sorry. <laughs> I don't, Kyle, I don't really know how you want to do this. Like, Do you want to just go back and forth? Yeah, we'll go back and forth. All Take right. a second. 
I'm going to start in the, in the AL West. All right. You can show wherever you want. All right. Um, do you want to go first or you want me to go first? Here, I'll go first. Uh, so, just I'm going to keep it kind of light and sweet for most of my teams, uh, you know, because not everybody kind of deserves a mega amount of spotlight. So, uh, we're going to start in the NL East. We're going to start with the Washington Nationals, uh, most likely to finish last in the league. Um, I have their starting rotation being uh, who cares, isn't going to be good. <laughs> Probably won't ever pitch after this season. Uh, sucks. And insert sub-500 name here. No, uh, I have uh, Josiah Gray, Patrick Corbin, Trevor Williams, Cade Cavalli, and Mackenzie Cooper. Strasburg still hurt? Uh, yes. What a waste of money. <laughs> I mean, you can't really predict it. No, I know. Uh, I mean, rotation's okay. What do you mean it's okay? They're young. Their rotation's not okay. Patrick Corbin sucks. Oh, yes, he sucks. The other four are young. You don't know what you're going to get out of There's worse. Yeah, I think, too, so uh, that Kate Cavalli, I think he played a little bit last year. Um, I don't know how much, but I think especially with – the uncertainty with the, the injury, I, I think he'll probably be in in this rotation for the the most of the year, you know, barring injury. But as as a low guy, a four or five. Uh, okay, yep. Yeah. And then uh, I have their uh, their their player to watch this year is recently uh, arbitration avoiding Victor Robles. Love can't hit for shit. I have him batting ninth. Yep. He's yeah. one of those guys that was supposed to be like the next big thing and just never panned out. <coughs> well, I think there is promise for this team. It's just it's it's very young and they, they probably will struggle this year. I think it's just the type of thing that these guys need to play together for a season or two before something kind of develops. Uh, their ceiling is 65 games, is what I have. All right. And I think, too, Rooker, before we move on, that was a, a kind of a reason why they weren't so in to keep Juan Soto, because it would kind of just been a waste. I think he just would have been a really good bat on a bad team. Well, that number sucked because he was the only one that they had to pitch to. Mm. Um. So the Oakland Athletics. All full jerseys. <laughs> that's, that's false. So they signed Trevor May and Jesus Aguilar. This team is going to be worse than the Nationals. No, they're not. I think they will be. No, they will <laughs> Uh, the one through five in rotation is Ken Wolchuk, Paul Blackburn, James Caprillion, Drew Winchuski, and Shinotaro Funami, who's uh, another guy that they signed in the offseason. 
He's kind of sucked. Um, the, the pretty much for the athletics is they didn't get like all their young kids play, and fuck anybody that's over the age of thirty. Yeah. Um, they're stealing a sixty-two wins, in my opinion. I think there's a lot of players that will, like Kenny said, that will come up this year. Um, across all like all positions, uh, guys like uh, Esri. I can't even say his name. Estuary Ruiz, uh, outfielder. Um, Tyler Soderstrom, he's a catching prospect that we'll probably see this year. Um, Zach Eloff, second baseman. Denzel Clark. Jordan Diaz played a little bit late last year uh, at third base. I think we'll see him. There's a lot of young players. I think they'll, they'll be kind of like a a rotating door in, in Oakland to kind of see what works. Even Vote retired. Oh, yeah, the voter. And Paul's favorite player went to Japan. You know what I'm talking about, Paul? What? One of your favorite players went to Japan. Hmm. Matt Matt Davidson. Um, they're going to say Pat Nishik. <laughs> <laughs> I know Japan's really big on the whole submarine thing. <laughs> rest, rest in peace, Pearl Harbor. Oh, I said rest in peace. Mark, everything to say about those two squads? Oh, I think you guys hit hit all the points. Come on, give us your deep take on the Nationals bullpen. You know they're a bullpen. <laughs> Got a few guys in there slinging balls. They also have some guy throw some guys throwing pitches. <laughs> yeah, you know, both both sides of the aisle there. Both sides of the aisle. What is this? The fucking pasta section? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. <laughs> 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 All right. Next up, we have uh, the New York Metropolitans. Mets, Mets, Mets. Oh, uh, oh, oh. So, uh, for the for the Metropolitans, uh, they, Jesus, Jesus, born. It's Jason Christ. <laughs> um, sorry, hold on. I have to find my note. I had it, and then I lost it, and then I found it again, and then I lost it again. Whopper, whopper. <laughs> I was gonna say, what a roller coaster this has been. Yeah. All right. Uh, so the New York Mets, uh, one of the big uh, off-season uh, teams in terms of uh, change. They lost Jacob Degrom, uh, Chris Bassett, uh, to Jerry Walker, um, <laughs> to name two. Uh, but they acquired the services of Jose Quintana, David Robertson, uh, Cody Black, Senga, uh, Omar Navarez, and big-ticket free agent Justin Verlander. And the other big ticket, Kate Upton's chest. Um, <laughs> they re-signed Edwin Diaz and Brandon Nimmo. Uh, I'm a big fan of this comment I saw when looking over their key additions. Uh, how can what was already one of the highest payrolls in baseball afford to give $425 million to Justin Verlander, Edwin Diaz, Brandon Nimmo, and Kodai Senga? Easy. Not my problem to answer. <laughs> uh, so uh, I have their projected rotation to be uh, Verlander, Scherzer, 
Carrasco, Senga, Quintana. Um, and then just because this is like a bigger team, I, I did a little bit like, I mean, I did the same level of deep dive for all of them, but I kind of, I'll pay more attention to this one. Um, I had their lineup, Kendall, feel free to chime in, mm-hmm. uh, their lineup going uh, Nimmo, Marte, Lindor, Alonzo, McNeil, uh, Vogelbach, Escobar, uh, Narvarez, Narv- 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 Kana, yeah. Um, Mark Um I I see that as well. Um, I think the rotation is pretty much going to be what it is, with the exception of uh, if there's injury. Like you said, this is an old team, and I think a lot of these guys have already kind of had the taste of the Mets injury bug from last year. Um, so as far as like players we're going to see up i don't think there's going to be like anybody outstanding or upstanding in uh, the pitching department because there's just enough people in the bullpen that can kind of that has starting experience uh as far as the lineup goes i think there are some guys we're gonna see up in pretty early on uh those guys being uh, francisco alvarez he's the top like catching prospect for the mets he already had kind of in the playoff run is when he was up i expect him to kind of be a bench guy and soon probably an everyday starter very soon early in the year. Um, the the outfield is kind of old, and I think there's going to be kind of like a, a, a rotating thing going on. Um, Brett Beatty, uh, he's a third baseman by trade, so he and Escobar may duke it out, but I think there may be a situation that some guys going to be playing out of position, and maybe that could be a guy who will do something like that. Same deal with like uh, Mark Vientos, another third baseman by trade. But there's gonna be, a, in my opinion, there's gonna be a lot of guys kind of be playing out of position. Mark Canna is a great player. He's, he's very smart, probably one of the smartest guys in baseball. But he's not like a, he's not gonna hit you up thirty home runs. It's just not in his nature. Daniel Vogelback. Uh, I, I projected him to hit uh, fourteen. That sounds about right. <laughs> in fact, roughly two forty eight. Yeah, I mean, he's a very serviceable guy, but he's just he's not going to tear up the the score sheet. Uh, but those are a couple of guys I, I see being up in the, the the lineup very soon. I'll have you know that I I have Pete Alonso hitting fifty seven home runs. Wow! Yeah, that's including the home run derby, though. Yeah, that's fair. Those count towards the real the regular season anyway. I, I know. It's going to be really bad or really good. What'd you say, Kyle? The Mets could be... They're, they're not going to be really bad. They're, they're not going to be really bad. The Mets aren't going to be really bad. They're either going to be exactly what they were last year or they're going to be unstoppable. I don't know. I just no, I Other than like ridiculous injuries, which you can't equate to them being bad because it's injuries... Other than like a bunch of injuries, I can't see them not making the playoffs like last year. Right? Like they'll, they'll make it one way or another. I agree. All right. Got the Seattle Mariners. They uh, they did a lot of work this offseason, like they do every offseason. Um, they brought in AJ Pollock, Colton Wong, and Teoscar Hernandez. To bulk up their lineup, they also brought in Tommy Listella, one of another one of Paul's favorite players. 
They did lose Mitch Haniger, though. That guy broke the all-time hit <laughs> in the show. They lost some key bullpen pieces, but I think they're trying to pitch deep into games with the rotation of Luis Castillo, Logan Gilbert, Robbie Ray, George Kirby, and Marco Gonzalez. Probably one of the best rotations in baseball. And then you have Julio Rodriguez, Ty France, uh, Eugenio Suarez, Tiasca Hernandez, Colton Wong, Cal Rowley, J.P. Crawford, A.J. Pollock, and Jared Kelnick. Pretty good from one to eight. Jared Kelnick is a question mark still. Supposed to be the next big thing and has not batted over 200 yet. Mariners could be very dangerous this year. They got the taste of the postseason for the first time in a long time. They, they added to the lineup. They made it stronger. I personally predicted Mariners to win a division this year. Yeah, I think as far as the lineup goes, it's pretty much pretty much in lock. I don't really see anybody coming up as a position player this year for them. Especially, like you said, it's a team they just cracked in the postseason. I think they kind of want to keep that mojo going. Um, I guess, Anokai, would you agree that their bullpen is their weakest part of their team? Yeah, but even if it is, it's still a good bullpen. Yeah, the, the Mariners—they're okay. pretty good all over. There's a few pitchers that I think we could see up. Um, here's an awesome name, Emerson Hancock. Um, and there's a guys too that you know, even in the the minors, if they have starting experience, they don't really lose anything by just going into the bullpen. So guys like him, uh, Bryce Miller, uh. Prelana Baroa. Uh, these are these are pitching prospects that I think we'll probably see uh, at this year, uh, probably before the All Star break. That that would be my guess. Uh, but as far as offense, I think it's going to be kind of just as we see what the what the projected lineup is going to be. The key thing though is that they got Colton Wong because of the no shift rule. A lot of think a lot of teams are going to need more range at short and second in order to make not make plays, but like to prevent more ball from going for singles and doubles. Yeah, and the no shit rule goes into effect this year, so a lot of teams are going to be taking a step back. They're not going to be giving it the same way they were. Oh, it's very funny. That's <laughs> well, very funny. It was okay. Uh, what's really funny is uh, the Miami Marlins uh, front office because yeah. they're cheeks. That's a, that's um, a great segue. Thanks, man. They, uh, they're, uh, this, this was their offseason. Um, nothing. They didn't do anything. They signed no one. They extended nobody. They just didn't, they didn't do anything. <laughs> they made, some, they made some, some minor league trades. It's about it. Uh. So another team that's not really worth a whole lot of time, but has some names. They did manage uh, the the starting rotation on my uh, projections. Here is uh, Sandy Alcantara, uh, Jesus Lazardo, 
Johnny Cueto, Edward Cabrera, and Trevor Rogers. Uh, it's Ed Bliss, actually. Dick. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, I mean, their lineup, I guess, if you know, I don't know, just Luis Arise and Gene Segura uh, at the top. And then Avisil Garcia and Jorge Soler somewhere in the middle. I <laughs> know. <laughs> uh, who cares? <laughs> Yeah, it's a team that for sure their their starting pitching is the only bright spot. It's a very whatever lineup that all those guys are probably going to hit in I don't know, the the, the 260 range. <laughs> the, Mar- the Marlins are one of those teams that like see unlike the Nationals cuz the Nationals are just bad. The Marlins are one of those teams that might actually benefit from the new rule change, which is going to ruin MLB baseball for a lot of people this year. Um, Because MLB is stupid, and they changed the format of the schedule because they're dumb, stupid idiots that deserve to all be shot in the fucking face. (laughs) I'm sorry, but baseball is not a national sport. It never has been a national sport. It's a local sport. Baseball is a local sport. Baseball has, you know... More baseball teams have, you know, deals with local television networks than any other sport. And the MLB this year, for those who don't know, decided that they're going to make it so that every team has to play every team in the league, which means in order to make room for that, they're taking away divisional matchups. I think I think each team is only playing each other in the division nine times. Yeah, I don't which like is, that. Which is stupid. It's, it's dumb. Why, why the fuck? Like, no offense, but like, why do I, like, if, if I live, or I do live in New England, say if I live in New England, but living in New England, you know, I'm not a new fan of any New England teams or New York teams, but if I were, why do I want to sacrifice as a Boston Red Sox fan? Why do I want to subscribe to seeing the Red Sox have to play the Marlins and the Brewers this year instead of seeing them play the Yankees six more times? Yeah. It's dumb, yeah. but the Marlins... The Marlins, because of their pitching rotation, are a team that could get an extra, you know, 10 or 12 wins out of it because they'll play shitty AL teams that they would normally wouldn't get to see. And that will come at the cost of having to not play an additional 18 games against the Braves, Mets, and Phillies. So, you know, those 18 games, which realistically could very well be, you know, 5 and 13, they could go. 500 against the bad AL teams they're going to play now. I agree. But it's just ruining the sport. Um, just to move this along, a couple guys we might see up this year uh, for the Marlins. Uh, Joey Wendell, uh, he can kind of move around. He can play a few positions, uh, especially in the infield. Uh, so guys like... Um, Jordan uh, Groshans, who was up last year, uh, he's a shortstop by trade. We could possibly see him in the mix. Uh, Peyton Burdick, he played a little last year. Uh, He's an outfielder. Uh, We might see him. Pitchers like Jake Eater and Dax Fulton, uh, we may see up in uh, in the bullpen. Uh, But it's going to be interesting because that's – it's a team that really doesn't have a lot going for them other than the pitching, so we'll see. Point out, 
that the Marlins were really bad defensively last year, and they're just making it worse this year. They're playing people out of position, moving Jazz Chisholm to center field, Gene Segura to third base. Which is stupid shit. Play people out their strengths. Uh, we got the Texas Rangers. They just added rotation. They got DeGrom. They got Nathan Evaldi. And they got Andrew Heaney. The only team that had a really bad rotation last year, on paper, it looks pretty good. DeGrom, Martin Perez, John Gray, Nathan Evaldi, and Andrew Heaney. The lineup is pretty much the same as last year when they spent $500 million on their middle infield. Corey Seager, Marcus Simeon. Their bullpen's still really fucking terrible. I still think they're like two years away from being in it. I think I think they fall the third place in that division. Maybe yeah. further when Grom doesn't start. Yeah. Yep. Well, all that the scuttlebutt is that um, yes, this team is is very young and kind of what Kyle is saying that in a few years' time they're supposed to be pretty good. Um, some of those players that we're going to, are supposedly going to make that possible. Um, and I think uh, some of these guys have actually had some experience uh, that Josh Jung, uh, third baseman, uh, he may have had some playing time last year, but if not, I think he'll be up at some point. Uh, Evan Carter, uh, he's an outfielder. Dustin Harris, uh, he, he plays third as well. Um, Lucianne Jalakuna, a shortstop. There are a ton, Aaron Zavala in the outfield. There are a lot of players uh, that probably see some time this year up uh, in the majors. And I, I think, too, this will be a, a time for Texas to kind of be like, uh, what am I trying to say? They, they can experiment with some stuff. It could be like, you know, the, the, the teams that have a lot of options and be like, okay, hey, well, this wasn't working. Let's see if, if this guy can come, come up and be productive. Our middle of the pack, and they will be for a long time. Right, Michael? So I'm trying to figure out some internet issues here. Uh, uh, so up next in the NL East, I have the, uh, fighting Philadelphia Phillies. Um, uh, you know, just another dog shit team. <laughs> um, they got lucky last year. You know, they, they were basically handed the NL berth because of a bunch of technicalities. Um, you know, anybody will tell you that, you know, Bryce Harper was an overrated piece of garbage as a as a national. Um, but is awesome as a as a as a no, I'm just kidding. Uh, they had a they, they had a pretty big free agency free agency. They took away starting pitching from the Mets by getting Tajiri Walker. They brought in Matt Strom and big shortstop Trey Turner, who looks like a four year old boy. <laughs> They lost Kyle Gibson, David Robertson, Noah Syndergaard, Brad Hand, and Zach Eflin in free agency. Um, and then, uh, yeah, they went out and they just uh, they went out and spent a lot of money on some things that they needed and some things that they didn't. 
That's what the Phillies do. They like to make a big splash where they need and then kind of pepper in some shit they didn't. Right, Kyle? Yeah, they got. They, they also got it, uh, Craig Kimbrell. And they also acquired uh, Gregory Soto from the Tigers. Yeah, both those guys suck, so that's why they weren't mentioned. They're all right. Yeah, Craig Kimbrell's been garbage since he left the Cubs. Yeah. Uh, I have their projected rotation to be uh, Aaron Nola, Zach Wheeler, uh, Tajiri Walker, uh, Ranger Suarez, and Bailey Falter. Yep. And then their 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 starting lineup, uh, as projected by me, diehard Phillies fan, uh, Trey Turner batting leadoff. Uh, sorry. Yes. Uh, Trey Turner batting leadoff, uh, uh, Schwarber, why do I not have Bryce Harper right down? Because he started for the first few months. Oh, okay, that must be why. All right, Turner, Schwarber, Hoskins, Romuto, uh, Castellanos, Castellanos, (laughs) uh, Alec Baum, Bryson Scott, Derek Hall, Brent Marsh. Um, I see. I mean, this lineup is is pretty solid, and I, I think even done. after, I'm sorry, Paul, wasn't done. I'm sorry. Continue. Dick. <laughs> yeah, Dick Vermeil. Uh, my hot take on the Phillies is that nobody on the team bats over 300 for the year, but they lead the league in uh, runs scored. Oh, I, I can see that. <laughs> it's a good hot take. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That'll probably happen. You're welcome. Um, lineup is pretty solid. I, I just, other than like drastic injury, I don't see uh, a lot of guys coming up. Especially the, the team kind of started to mesh late, and that was, I think, big for their uh, postseason plunge. I think, though, from their starters, uh, I'm going to sub out. I think Bailey Falter uh, will be replaced by Andrew Painter. He's kind of like the – like he's one of the top uh, pitching prospects in all of baseball, and I kind of anticipate a good spring from him and then him locking down that five spot. Um, the, I guess next time you can just do the homework. No, this is this is my job. I'm the, I'm the, I'm the contrarian. No, it sounds like you're the dick. <laughs> well, I'm that too. Um, other really pitching. My... I'm sorry. Really hurts my feelings. I did all this work for you just to, just to come in and be like, "Yeah, no, he's wrong." No, no, no. I, this is this is what Kyle told me to do. Uh, no. Uh, other pitchers I uh, could see up being this year. Uh, Kyle wants it. Disagreed oh. with me every time. No, this is the first time I disagree with you. That's not true. Uh, awesome name here, Griff McGarry. Um. Uh, as well as uh, Micabell, uh, two other guys that will probably see action uh, out of the bullpen this year. Sorry, Kamal was in the TV and doesn't look half bad. All right, anyways. Good job, Paul. Thanks, man. Uh, the angle. Angels added a lot of players to their uh, lineup instead of, you know, their bullpen and the rotation because Angels just think they can hit to the playoffs and the 
proven time and time again they can't do that. Um, they got Taylor Ward, Mike Trout, Shohei, Anthony Rendon, you know, if he's healthy, Hunter Renfro, Brandon Drury, Jared Walsh, Logan O'Hoppy, who they got from the Phillies last year, and Luis Renfigo. Um, the big guy in the rotation they signed was Tyler Anderson, who played well for the Dodgers, but everybody plays well for the Dodgers. The Angels are forced to use a six-man rotation, which hurts them. Um, because, you know, Otani can't pitch every five days. So they have to use Mike Mayers as their sixth spot just for him to get lit up every sixth day. Angels are weird. They could put up a lot of runs, but they're always injury-bound. And I just see them not being able to make the playoffs again. I have them at 78 wins. Angels are a weird team. They never seem to sign the people that they need to sign. Yeah, I, it's a young team, and I think definitely a weak spot is uh, at shortstop. Um, is what is uh, Luis Ring, Ringifo kind of like the projected starter for opening day? Yeah. So they have three shortstops that I think, you know, at least two of them will make a push up this year, and we'll probably see them. Uh, Zach Nito, uh, Kyron Paris, and Jeremiah Jackson. I think two of those three we're going to see up, if not all three this year, uh, kind of playing an infield role uh, off the bench. Uh, I just think the like Kyle's saying, this, this team has a, <laughs> a lot of issues. And I think this is obviously one spot that they're putting a lot of focus on. So that, that's that's something I kind of foresee happening this year for them. Uh, and then I will wrap up the uh, NL East with the Atlanta Braves. Um, you know, just another dog shit team. <laughs> um, no, the their big free agency ad. Was bringing in Nick Anderson, uh, right-hand pitcher. Um, and then notable free agency losses include Kenley Jansen, Dansby Swanson, and Adam Duvall. Um, Dansby Swanson kind of being, you know, item number two on the checklist of, uh, you know, kind of like Braves heroes over the past of the World Series team departing. Um, so we'll kind of see what. We're going to, you know, a lot of people had a lot of questions about what the Braves were going to be after they lost Freddie Freeman and they turned around and, you know, won the division again. Um, so we'll see if the, the Dante Swanson thing, you know, what kind of deal that plays. Uh, I have the projected starting rotation for upcoming starters to be uh, Max Freed, uh, Kyle Wright. Charlie Morton, Spencer Strider, and Mike Soroka. And then uh, the, the real moneymaker in the projected lineup, uh, Acuna batting leadoff, uh, Austin Riley and Matt Olson in the 3-4 combo, and then uh, Rosario, Ozuna, and Grissom at the bottom portion. Yeah, I mean, it's a solid lineup. It's hard to kind of... Pull Coles in it, especially after the success they've had uh, the past couple years. 
I have um, another hot. I have their, their lineup specifically one through six. Uh, Acuna, Harris, Riley, Olsen, Murphy, and Albies. I project all of them break 25 home runs. All six of them. Wow. Braves are never bad. Well, I mean, they were bad for a while. Yeah, but they did it. But like their rebuild was like two or three years. Then they got like now they did nothing but win a division again. I think uh, for the Braves too, there's really only one player, or maybe two two pitchers that um, are possibly projected to be up this year. Uh, the main guy would be Jared, uh, Jared Schuster. Um, Bring back Chipper. <laughs> Bring back Chipper is right. Um, yeah, I think Schuster would probably be the guy to, you know, be up. Um, I don't know what their plan would be with him just, you know, throw him in a rotation, see what happens, just because it's, uh, you know, there's, there's some kind of question marks like the Charlie Morton, stuff like that. I don't, I don't know, like, what the long-term plan for him is. If there is one, so that that's somebody who could possibly be replaced. So that that would be somebody to look for. Yeah, the Braves could easily win a division again. Girl is solid. They signed all their guys to like long year deals, so we had to deal with all of them for a long time. Michael Harris and Austin Riley. Pretty fucking annoying. Paul, you have an answer to my question I asked you in the beginning of the week? Uh, I mean, my, the only thing I could really think about is that um, it's never good to lose, uh, you know, anything. Uh, no, um, I mean, if, if I had to take a, a get, you want to ask the question so that if people don't know what you're going oh. Yeah, so Max Reed lost his arbitration hearing, which is insane to me. And I asked Paul, why do you think that could be a bad thing for Atlanta? For Atlanta? Yeah. Oh, I thought you asked for Max Freed. No, for Atlanta. Uh, well, then I don't have an answer. The uh, reason I think it's... Oh, oh sorry. I'll just give a go. The, Max, the reason I think it's bad for Max Freed is because he has to go through our, the arbitration process again. One more time before he becomes a free agent. Um, so, like, having lost, if, if he were to, you know, go out and not have this uh, another great season um, or, or take a fall off, it could further it could further further the gap between uh, what he thinks he's worth versus what the Braves think he's worth. Um, I guess if I had to guess why it would be bad for the Braves – it would be that uh, he's going to uh, go. He's going to go through the arbitration process again, um, and win or lose, it's going to either completely fracture their relationship, and they're not going to be able to get a deal done. Or if they are going to get a deal done, it's going to cost them a whole lot more money now. It, that's what I was thinking as well. I, I think because he lost, it's going to equal out to the Braves having to trade him. For Freddie, the guy, can't, the guy can't pitch much better. For Freddie fucking Freeman, yeah, it'd be pretty fucking bullshit. I'm telling you, man. Now they're gonna trade him for they're gonna trade him for uh, what you call it? 
Um, no, they're going to trade him for uh, Bryce Harper. He's going to do the NL East tour. <laughs> and then finally, I have the Houston Astros. And their lineup just got better. They re-signed Michael Brantley. They brought in Jose Abreu. Um, he's a major upgrade over Yerly uh, Gurriel and Trey Mancini. Um, I mean, they brought back Martin Maldonado. He means nothing offensively, but means the world defensively. Yes, they lose. They lost Justin Verlander, but Framber Valdez and Christian Javier were lights out in the fucking postseason. So, like, if they can continue the, their success, the the hurt for. The loss of Verlander won't be as great. And they have considered probably the best bullpen in baseball. Brian Presley, Brian Abreu, Rafael Montero. Anybody they plug in just always seems to succeed. Yeah, uh, Houston. Oh, good, Kyle. No, I, I have the actual fun a couple games short to the Mariners, though. Uh, just before... Kendall goes. Uh, Kyle, I, I'm just giving you the option on how you want to approach this. Um, at the speed we're going, there's no way we're going to finish the other 20 teams. Yeah. So we can either we can either kind of speed up like the the not so important teams. I mean, keep you... like points to a minimum, or we can just, you know, we could we can like do it and like have and like do the other half next week. But I just want to give you the option now because we're not we're not going to finish all twenty teams that are left if we keep going at this pace. If you want, you could drop my my part too if you want. If you just want to, guys, want to. Well, you can you can chime in. I'm saying like you know, but maybe like you know, like right. for example, when we get to the next division, there's not a whole lot you need to talk. We need to talk about the Cincinnati Reds. Yeah. I just we can go quicker. I'll just say real quick um, with Maldonado uh, having surgery in the offseason, um, I think that there's a chance that he may not be a hundred percent. Uh, so keep an eye out uh, for a catching prospect, um, uh, Corey Lee, as well as uh, Yiner Diaz, uh, who actually played a little bit last year. So I think that uh, he may be Yiner Diaz, that is, uh, may be in to possibly uh, start the season. You don't have to talk frantically. Oh, I'm frantic, man. Yeah, clearly. All right. Uh, so I'm going to move on to the NL Central. I'm going to lead things off with the aforementioned dog shit Cincinnati Reds. Um, Kyle, do you think it's fair for me to say that they're dog shit? Oh, they're worse than dog shit. Yeah, they're almost Nationals bad. Um, uh, they lost Donovan Solano and Mike Miner to free agency, and they brought in uh, uh, Luke Mail, um, and then some. Uh, they got some they got ca- boy, Pirates. Um, they brought in their boy. Huh? They brought in one of your boys. Who, Mike Miner? No, they brought in uh, Will, Will Myers. No, oh, did they? I missed that. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the Reds are just, it, it's simple. The Reds are just, like, they're, they're right in, they're, they're, they're fucking thigh deep in the build right now. Um, they, they've moved on from the Joey Votto era officially and are just kind of doing their thing. So, uh, starting rotation. I have 
uh, projected to be uh, Hunter Green, Nick Lodolo, uh, Luke Weaver, Graham Ashcraft, uh, Ashcraft, <laughs> and Louis Luis Sesa. Um, and what I meant by when I said the Joey Votto thing, I just went to from like like the like you know Joey Votto can kind of like be the thing that keeps him going. Like Joey Votto can't really be that anymore. Um, name them, Graham Ashcraft. Awesome name. And then, I mean, lineup-wise, I mean, just notable notables, I guess. Jonathan India, I have him batting second. Votto at third. Um, and then Will Myers batting cleanup. It's pretty kind of whatever. Um, as aforementioned, yeah, yeah, the Reds are going to be bad. A few names that will probably up this year. Uh, Spencer Steer, second baseman. Um other infielders, uh, Ellie De La Cruz, who's a shortstop, when she's in action, uh, Novelli Marte uh, as well, uh, Christian Encarnacion Strand. Um, yeah, I think there's a lot, of, a lot of guys that will probably see some action this year, especially uh, in the lineup. Twins, um, they brought back Carlos Correa somehow because he failed the physical twice. Um they did Christian Vasquez, and they brought in Joey Gallo, Pablo Lopez, and Michael Taylor. Um, Christian Vasquez gave them offense from the catcher spot. Joey Gallo could be a good signing. Yeah, he sucked the last year and a half, but you know what? They got him for cheap, so fuck it. This this team really, really, really depends on Byron Buxton. Yep. If he can play, if he can play 140 games, they'll be in the contention. If, if he gets hurt, play, they'll. If he can play 140 games, they're winning the division. Yeah. But that's probably not going to happen. The rotation is mid. <laughs> Fuck. Um, and their bullpen's mid. Um. The Twins are really just—it's Byron Buxton decision. And his body's decision and how they do. Yeah, I think there's a, f- a few pitchers uh, that will see some action this year. Uh, Simeon Woods Richardson, he played a last year, uh, as well as uh, Louis Varland. Um, so I think those guys will be uh, kind of featured in either a starting or bullpen role. Um, and we could probably put your money on uh, Matt Cantorino, uh, probably kind of in that same boat. Um, moving on within the uh, NL Central, we'll move on to the Milwaukee. It's still it's my turn, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Milwaukee Brewers. Um, they have my Can real boy, Kyle. The mask. You hear me now? Oh, Mark. No mask. I hear the mask. We kind of. You sound like you uh sound like you're smoking a pack a day right now though. I am. Oh, all right. Well, you're good. Um, Sorry, Mo- didn't mean to cut you off. No, 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 no you're good. Um, Milwaukee Brewers. Um, not really a not a, not really a lot of notable free agent grabs, uh, free agent losses. They lost uh, Taylor Rogers, Brad Boxberger, uh, Omar Navarez. Uh, 
and uh, they lost Andrew McCutcheon, which we'll get to later. <laughs> but um, uh, the Brewers starting rotation, I have it going. Uh, Corbin Burns, the man, the myth, the legend, Brandon Woodruff, uh, Eric Lauer, Freddie Peralta, and Wade Miley. And then uh, their lineup, I got uh, Yelich, you know, guy who kind of fell off hard. Christian Yelich batting leadoff. Um, I got uh, Rowdy Tellers and uh, William Contreras in the middle with Jesse Winker batting cleanup. And Garrett Mitchell and Tyrone Taylor, the outfield combo to finish out the lineup. Uh, Garrett Mitchell. Oh, good, Kyle. Go ahead. ahead. Garrett Mitchell definitely uh, earned himself a spot. Um, I think there will kind of be uh, a, a four-man outfield for sure. Uh, some guys I think it would possible we could see up as well. Uh, Sal Freelich, uh, Joey Weimer, and uh, Jackson Churio. That, those are uh, three outfielders that are pretty close to being up anyway, so I think we'll see them this year. Yeah, the Brewers are really – they got very strong rotation, and, they're both, and their lineup is very weak. And it's safe to say we're not going to see the Christian Elwich of a couple of years ago. So, yeah. So it's like they're going to be they're going to battle for because of the division so bad. They're going to battle for a division win just because of the rotation. In my eyes. Uh, next, I got the biggest disappointment of 2022: the Detroit Tigers. They were fucking terrible last year. Um, this year they added Matt Boyd back, Michael Lorenzen, and they made a trade with the Phillies to get Nick Maton and Matt Vierling. Um, Austin Meadows, if he stays healthy, will bat leadoff. Javier Baez, he was atrocious. <laughs> Riley Green, Jonathan Shope, the other guys, besides Spencer Torkelson and Akil Badu don't matter. Um, the rotation is butt cheeks. Eduardo Rodriguez, who pretty much went missing for half the year last year. Um, I, it's hard to say that the Tigers are going to be worse than last year. I do think they're they better. Might. I think they'll be a 76-win team. Because they are going to face some like the Reds and the Pirates and stuff like that. So. Yeah, yeah, I think Detroit's, the, Detroit's suffering from. I think they don't have like a a true DH. I think a guy like a, a Kerry Carpenter is just like another outfielder. Um, yeah, it, it's it's tough. I think it's a team that's gonna struggle, and it's not really a, any full fledged guy that's really gonna come and make an, an impact. Um, catcher Dylan uh, Dingler uh, is projected to be up this year, as well as Parker Meadows, uh, who's an outfielder. And uh, Justin Henry Malloy as a third baseman. Dingleberry? <laughs> Dylan Dingler. Dingleberry. <laughs> <Kringleberry. laughs> uh, moving on to Kyle's Dark Horse team of 2023, the Pittsburgh Pirates. Uh, yes, Pirates country, let's ride. Yeah, big free agency losses Roberto Perez and Ben Gamble. Free agency additions. Uh, Right-hand pitcher Vince Velasquez, Carlos Santana, Jarlin Garcia, Austin Hedges, and Kyle. 
Andrew McCutcheon. They brought back the homegrown kid, Andrew McCutcheon, for his twilight season. If you've ever needed more proof for a third-place finish, there you go. Um, <laughs> ironically, though, I do, I, do have, I do have McCutcheon batting cleanup at fifth. Um, uh, O'Neill Cruz to bat leadoff with Brian Reynolds, Cabrian Hayes, and G-Man Choi to round out the top four of the rotation or uh, with the lineup. And then uh, the rotation, I have uh, Roanzi Contreras, Rich Hill, Mitch Keller, Vince Velasquez, and Jonathan Brubaker. Like the rotation isn't great, but they'll eat a lot of innings. And I just think there's so much more to that lineup than there was last year. Well, I, I, th- I think, too, I think Vince Velasquez, um, you know, by no stretch is a reliable arm, but I think that he was in his one-year stretch in Chicago last year. I think that he showed signs of the having the ability to kind of break the mold that was formed around him when he was in Philadelphia. Not that it was Philadelphia's fault, but he kind of just fell into a rut there. And, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, last year was the first year – that the Phillies kind of were like meeting expectations. Um, and he wasn't really there for it. You know, there, when he was there, there were as, even though he wasn't always pitching great, there were definitely a lot of games where like he wasn't pitching bad and there was no run support to help. Um, so, uh, like I said, I, I think he just, I think he showed signs of being able to, you know, kind of be a reliable three or four in a rotation versus kind of like the dumpster fire five or like the guy you throw out there to eat innings. Um, so, you know, you know, if he, if he's able to kind of keep, keep going on that trend, it could be a, a good guy for the pirates. I think, yeah, I think the pirates take a, a lot of steps forward. I think there's four guys we're definitely going to see this year. Uh, G1 Bay, uh, infielder he played all last year so i think we'll see him up playing second and so it'll be the g man Choi g1 bay connection um then i think <laughs> we'll see any rodriguez who's your classic catcher second baseman outfielder i think that'll have a, have a good utility guy um henry davis who's a catcher by trade um i think you know he'll just be a, another option for you know behind austin hedges and uh lastly uh, was uh, where'd he go? Uh, Louis Ever uh, Piguero, uh, is a shortstop. Barring that, uh, O'Neill Cruz uh, doesn't take any steps back. Oh, he's not a good defender, <laughs> but he's tall and fast. He is tall and fast. Why should play right than most of us in this chat? <laughs> yeah, true. But we're talking MLB mass. Uh, that's fair. Paul, we'll finish up this division and then these divisions, and we'll do the next one next week. Sound good? Oh. Yeah, whatever you want to do. Yeah. Uh, then we got the, Paul's 15th favorite team in baseball, the Kansas City Royals. Um, <laughs> that's far too high. You know we hate one guy. Um, no, I mean, couple of- Bills. I, I, I do dislike the Royals. They're they're my they're the Royals. I would say are probably like my. They're probably my my thirteenth most hated team in the AL. 
third most hated. Why is that? Well, because they're like a division rival. So, like, you know, my four four of, you know, my four most hated teams are the four teams in my division. <laughs> so they would finish third of four. It's just how it is in baseball. You don't hate the White Sox more? No, I don't hate the White Sox more than I hate the Royals. Do you hate the Rams more than the Tigers? <laughs> fuck the Tigers, though. They can fucking die. <laughs> if Sal Perez ever went to the Tigers, I think I would fucking blow up Detroit. What? If Sal Perez ever went to the Tigers, oh. I would I would just have to die. Um. So the Royals were one of the teams that made me keep fucking having to redo this. <laughs> so um, now, now they're a 50 win team Kyle says so <laughs> the end uh, so they brought in three starting pitchers um, Jordan Lyles, Ryan Yarbrough and Zach Greinke yep, hey, he's Kyle. back folks Kyle not to cut you off not to be rude I just want to make Kendall laugh real quick hey Kendall you know Otis from WWE mm-hmm. doesn't he kind of remind you of like the Pillsbury Doughboy and Shrek had a baby <laughs> that's perfect like, just the scowl he has with how fat he is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, Kyle, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, Zach Ranky's back. Um, so, their rotation of Jordan Lyles, Brady Singer, Ryan Yarbrough, Brad Keller, and Zach Ranky. Is Zach Ranky the They're guy? Gonna get... Is Zach Ranky the guy that was like, like, during like the pandemic, would like sit in like the stands away from the entire team? Yeah. Yeah, he's like a weird dude, right? Real weird guy. Yeah, yeah. Had to watch the video about it the other day. I, I had no idea about him. I just thought he was like a regular guy. Totally opposite. Yeah, he's a weird fucking dude. He did say something funny the other day. He said he had more hits in the World Series than the Yankees did in the last decade. Um. So their projected lineup. There's only like a couple people to talk about. Their leadoff hitter is supposed to be their catcher, MJ Melendez. And then Bobby Witt Jr. and Sal Perez batting third. Oh, they also brought in Aroldis Chapman. Forgot about that. They're going to suck. <laughs> yeah. The end. Yeah. It's going to be a bad team. I think uh, the only guy really uh, of note who's Already up is uh, Drew Waters in the outfield. He'll be a bottom of the lineup guy. Um, we could see a, a few infielders, uh, uh, Michael Garcia and uh, Nick uh, Lofton, who are both shortstops by trade. Uh, I guess that's kind of boring. If, if, I mean, Bobby Witt is the guy, but I, I don't know if those guys can play other spots in the infield or just come off the bench. Maybe that's their plan. Um, there's not really any major there's a few pitching prospects, TJ Sakema and uh, Asalasi, who I guess are projected to be up this year. I guess we'll see. I don't know who just said. You know, Asalasi. <laughs> so, I, I think they just signed a Raw to Chapman, hoping he's good and they could trade with the deadline. Oh, man. Kyle, you, Kendall, are you watching Raw? No, I, I'm downstairs in the dungeon. Oh, that's right. MV- MVP just tried to run up the steps and fell. Oh, poor guy. I saw that ball. Yeah, uh, we we need MVP and JBL uh, to have a match as manager. <laughs> um, all right, moving uh, moving 
to the NL side of the Central. Uh, we're going to go to the Chicago Cubs, a team that decided that they were going to give up on the rebuild just as fast as they went into one. Um, <laughs> I think it's a pretty good like description. Yeah, um, yeah they've ruined a lot of people. Yeah, over the last couple of years, we kind of saw them dismantle the uh, the curse-breaking World Series team with the final piece of that going away in free agency this year with the loss of Wilson Contreras. They also lost Wade Miley and Jason Hayward, but they brought in Jamison Tyon, Brad Boxberger, Cody Bellinger, and Dansby Swanson. Um, and uh, kind of before the day, Swanson, it really wasn't looking like it was going to work, like be that great of an offseason for them. But uh, Dansby Swanson kind of kind of drew them up. Oh, and they also re-signed Drew Smiley, I believe. I got Eric Hosmer. Huh? They brought in Eric Hosmer. Yeah, but he sucks. He's not getting paid nothing from them, so who that's cares? True. Yeah, that's true. You're right. <laughs> You're right. You're right. Uh, starting rotation, I have um, uh, Marcus Stroman, Jamison Tyon, Drew Smiley, Justin Steele, and Keegan Thompson. Um, so some some kind of like proving type stuff there to happen still. Um, and then lineup-wise, I've got... Uh, Nico Horner leading off with uh, Swanson, Hap, Suzuki, Hosber, Mancini, Bellinger, Morrell, and Tucker Barnhart rounding it out. They could be okay. It, honestly, here's the thing: it's kind of like a like a low risk, high reward lineup um, that could either be an absolute snore fest to watch, or could fucking light it up. Yeah, there's a, bunch of, there's a bunch of guys in there that we know have pop, but it's just kind of like a matter of how good they're going to be. It's a solid lineup. I guess if you were to find a weak spot to poke in, uh, it would possibly be outside of Cody Bellinger, uh, the outfield, um, of which there's a few guys waiting in the wings that uh, will probably come this year. Uh, Pete Crow Armstrong, uh, former Mets uh, player, uh, Brennan Davis. Alexander uh, Canario, all outfielders that I think we'll see some action this year. Easily fight for the two seed if everything goes right. So you heard it here first. Get your Pete Crow Armstrong jerseys today. Oh, and then we got Paul's favorite squad. The Chicago. Oh. Thought we weren't doing the AL West or the AL East. I'm not doing the AL East. Oh well, then you're not doing my favorite team. <laughs> I'm sorry. Huge the Chicago Whites. Yep. Um, they brought in Andrew Benintendi in the richest contract in White Sox history, which was which like, is... which is like not even that big of a contract by MLB standards. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mike Clevenger, who's probably going to jail. Yep. <laughs> so far, so they, got a, they got a couple of minor league guys that I, I mentioned. Not minor league guys. We got guys that signed for minor league deals. They brought in Hanger Alberto because they have a pole at second base. And they brought back Billy. Billy Hamilton. Wait, did they? Yep. Miss that. Man, that's a guy that. Can... <laughs> Dude, Billy He's Hamilton. Got... Billy Hamilton, for some reason, as a White Sox, big home run guy. 
Yeah, like he could easily make the team as a fourth outfielder because they lost Adam Engel. He went to the Padres. Um, that one hurt a lot. Did, you didn't know that? No, I did know that. That made me hurt inside. So, the projected lineup is Tim Anderson, Andrew Benatendi, Luis Robert, Eloy, Johan, Andrew Vaughn, Yasmani Grandel, Gavin Sheets, and whoever wins the second base job. There's a lot of them fighting for it. Um, um, go ahead, Kendall. Uh, I was just going to say, um, all there's a lot of White Sox prospects that are projected to be up this year, like across the board, but you can, can you continue. Uh, yeah, the rotation is a big question mark. You got Dylan Cease. I gotta tell you, there's a huge, there's a huge chance that Gavin Sheets plays first, and they make Andrew Vaughn play second at some point this season. Andrew Vaughn's played every fucking other position but first base. Attention to Dylan Cease, Lance Lynn, Lucas Giolito, Mike Clevenger, and Michael Kopik. <laughs> Let's see. We got one guy who's had one good year. One guy who sometimes was good. We have uh, Lance Lynn. Um, we got future inmate and uh, guy that can only throw fastballs. Yeah, hoping that they uh, they catch fire again. We got Giolito, the king of the dick high change, and then we got Michael Kolpik, ninety six mile an hour fastball, just a bit outside. Yeah. And unfortunately, Liam Kendricks is fighting cancer, right? Yeah, I don't have no idea. I, I I haven't looked into like, I mean, like when the original report dropped, there was like very very high doubts he's ready for the start of the season, but there, it wasn't ruled out. I haven't looked at it since, so I I, mean, I would assume he's not going to be playing before the All-Star break. And at some point, they'll get Garrett Crochet back, and Kendall Graveman's still a good bullpen pitcher. Hopefully, Aaron Bummer cannot suck the, this year. Same thing with Joe Kelly. So I'll just make mention of all the guys because of the questions at uh, pitching. Uh, two guys that I think we'll see up, uh, uh, Christian uh, Mena and uh, Norgay Vera, uh, both right-hand pitchers. Uh, I think they Norgay Vera. <laughs> Norge Vera. I, I think it's how you pronounce it. N O R G E Vera. Um, I think both kind of guys that are bullpen guys by trade, but you know, worst comes to worst, you know, see if they can stretch those innings. Give me Bennett Sousa. Sold. That's what I. All right, and then down the NL Central, we got the Cardinals of St. Louis, or if you're Chris Massey, the LA Cardinals. He doesn't he doesn't like traveling for fan bases. He's moving them all to LA. Um, sorry, who the who the hell is Chelsea Green? I don't know who this is. Jesus. Oh, Chelsea. You see Green. that fucking hat? Nice. Yeah, that that's a that's a big win right there. I mean, she's kind of got like a stupid face. So she actually, because she was going, I think going back to WWE, uh, because of the Mandy Rose thing, she actually shut down her uh, 
Yeah, her content site. Yeah, what? Because of the whole Mandy Rose thing, because of that, she was going to be re-signed, so she had to shut down her site. Um, all right. Uh, St. Louis Cardinals lost Jose Quintana, Albert Pujols, Yadier Molina, and Corey Dickerson. Um, re-signed Adam Wainwright for his 17,000th season and brought in catcher Wilson Contreras. So, you know, one Hall of Fame catcher to another. Um, and uh, rotation-wise, I got I still got Wainwright on the bump to start. Um, uh, Mikolas, Jordan Montgomery, Jack Flaherty, and Steven Matz. And then I got... Uh, Tommy Edmund batting one with Contreras at two. Um, the power combo of Goldschmidt and Arenado and the uh, three, four spot. And then Brendan Donovan, Tyler O'Neill, Lars Newtbar, Juan Yepes, and Dylan Carlson rounding the lineup. And they're probably the favorites to win the division. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's really it's going to boil down to how big of a how big of a drop off is it going to be from, you know, like not, not drop off, but like a, you know, like how much are they going to really miss the uh, the defensive, you know, guarantees of of Yadier Molina. Yeah, Wilson Contreras plays no defense. Yeah, and Yadier Molina, you know, like I was looking at some stat, and I think it was like. From two thousand, when did when did Molina start? Two thousand five. I think maybe so. even before that. It was something. It was like the, it was like this from the year Molina started to this year. It was something like uh. It, it was something like the like the. The, Cardinals had like half, of the second place teams, um, like stolen bases allowed. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, just he was good. The Cardinals do this thing where like they're always okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the, everything about the team is pretty much solid across the board. Uh, I think the one guy we will see up uh, is Jordan Walker in the outfield. Uh, I think there's not like a, a real outstanding like, oh hey, this is like a really great guy at any position in the outfield. So uh, that's somebody we might even see opening day. Uh, finally, to round out the AL Central, the Cleveland Guardians. Um, so they're pretty much they they brought in Mike Zunino and Josh Bell. They upgraded their power. Mike Zunino is a good defensive catcher as well. The only problem with him is his health, but if he's healthy, he hits with power, which Cleveland needed. Everything else stayed the same. And that's why I do think Cleveland wins the division again. I think they're very solid one through nine. I think their rotations in top in the around the whole Major League Baseball, and they probably have the best closer in baseball. And they're pretty good. Yeah, and their coach is pretty good. Yeah, like the best. So that's. Is the L Central? All right, moving on to the. No, I'm just kidding. 
We'll do the next divisions quickly next week. Yeah, we'll do those next week. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What? Yeah. So we never got mock back. Nah. It said something about Frontier not doing so well. And then he said something about something. <laughs> uh, who did Chelsea Green fight? Fighting Oscar. Oscar. Yeah. Good to know. I never really cared about Carmelo until today. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't know where I stand. And uh, Natalia just looks like Natasha Nice right now. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Is that wrong, though? All right, so what are we doing? We're sending you our things, Kendall. Yes, uh, so far I've received uh, from Kyle. Oh, are we Uh Well, we can. We can uh, I'm going to take a picture of mine in Discord. Yeah, Kyle, if you want, you want to send in Discord? or I mean, I, I have it, but if you want the other guys to see it. I don't really care about the other guys. All right, well, then I'll just explain what it is. I'll just send it, Kendall. Shut the fuck up. No, I don't, I don't care. I just, just got to learn how to use this thing. Okay, so you type in uh, www.pornhub. Hilarious. <laughs> PPRN hub. <laughs> All right, Kendall, I sent you mine. It is the... Uh, it is the original newspaper from the 1995 New Haven Registry oh, of the uh, cool. O.J. Uh, guilty verdict. Were we taking pictures of it? play for a few minutes. Uh, we're, we're, I was just sending a picture of the of my sports memorabilia for the task. Uh, yeah, so- I have the I have the New Haven Registry, which is a local Connecticut newspaper. It is the Wednesday, October fourth edition of 1995. It is the uh, the not guilty verdict uh, the day after the OJ verdict trial. I mean, Kyle, that doesn't work. Paul, I see that. Paul, was that like newspaper framed? It's like perfect. No, not framed, man. Just folded up and kept in, in in a in a book. I mean, that's amazing. It's not even like yellowed. It's like the same. Nah, it's a little yellowed. It's because the light that I have in the living room is also yellow. So <laughs> I mean, it's got a little bit of yellow to it, but nothing crazy. Yeah. All right, and there's Kyle. Kyle sent me the uh, picture, so I sent it. I sent it. I sent it. No, I know, I but I, I was just reiterating that I had seen this before. Um, what he sent to me, he got is an autograph photo. Autograph photo from the Philly fanatic. It says, "Happy birthday, Kyle! Keep up the fandom up north." Is that what it says? All the best, go Phillies, Philly fanatic. Looks like new Kyle. That's a Mets fan that you're talking to. <laughs> yeah, but he really thought OJ did it, so. 
Kyle, did you ever consider that OJ is the Philly fanatic? He might be. That's hilarious. <laughs> um, yeah, unfortunately, we're probably not going to get Mock's contribution. I'm scrolling for mine real quick. If I can't find it, I'll go downstairs and take a picture. No I think Mox was the uh, wasn't Mox that uh, autographed Des Bryant jersey that he had. <laughs> oh, you mean his autographed Des Bryant car that he's going to be driving? Uh, you know what? I think it's on Twitter, so hold on. I don't Twitter. really want to get up and go downstairs. So. Tell Ashley to send you a picture. Do it for the gram. <laughs> All for the gram. Roxanne. Roxanne. Now I want Domino's. Domino's. Yeah. I'm very intrigued by that Pizza Hut commercial about that, uh, like that, whatever. Oh, that... The... oh you mean the one that goes pizza, 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 <laughs> pizza, stuffed crust, pepperoni, pizza. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Kyle, that was good. Here you go. So ridiculous. Oh. I'll be made of mockeries. I, I have a new toast of excellence. You don't even like Todd. It's to Donna. Donna who? Donna Kelsey. Mm-hmm. She showed up to uh, the Super Bowl like media week and had Michael Irvin bring on uh, Jason Kelsey of the Eagles and Travis Kelsey of the Chiefs on like stage to ask them questions about being brothers. And she came on in her half Eagles, half Chiefs jersey and brought them homemade cookies. <laughs> That's great. And they were Remember when we saw Jason Kelsey? Yeah, we did. I was happy we didn't bother him. Uh, the Todd Gurley framed jersey. You know what's crazy? I bought both of those things for you guys. That's just not true. Um, It's not not true. I mean... Who gave you the Todd Gurley jersey? Uh, it was... What, you're looking up who gave it to you? He keeps it in his auction.com. Yeah, see, I bought stuff from pristineauction.com, which gave them the money to buy the Todd Gurley jersey for you to then win an auction. Therefore, I bought it for you. Kyle, who got you the Philly Fanatics thing? Kyle, who got you the Philly Fanatic thing? My wife? Yeah. I gave your wife permission to marry you. Ergo... I got it for you. <laughs> so that's how that works. All right. So in summary, um, we're, we're our task was I, I tasked these guys to go uh, pick out their top sports memorabilia of anything. And now it's well, my Kendall, yes, well, Kendall. Real quick, before you grade them, mm-hmm. this is your chance to decide what kind of person you're going to be tonight. Are you going to be a dick, or <laughs> are you going to be like a real like good guy? Because you know. Me and Mike Mock, we don't hold back from really Raznia. So this is your opportunity to not give Mike Mock an uh, a, a, an NA grade and you can just put him in last. Well, here's the thing. I, I was going to come right out and give him no points. But are you putting him in last or are you giving him no points because... Oh, no, he's coming He's coming in last. Right, because, nice. listen, he, 
Good dick, I like it. Though he can't be on the show right now due to internet things, he knew the task, so he could have easily texted the Canada Dry Chat or me individually. So it's not like he keeps that his would have been the worst. <laughs> I'm anticipating a a Giants Super Bowl type thing. That w- that would be my guess. So for that, um, I'm going to give him uh, fourth place. Actually, I think it would have been worse. Kyle, doesn't Mock have like a New York Yankees replica World Series ring? <laughs> Yeah, probably. No, he, <laughs> he definitely I does. Know he has, I know he has a Giants one. Oh, maybe that's what I'm thinking about then. I think that's what he would have shown was the replica ring. Okay. Uh, I still have to get mine. In third, uh, though I really like it, it's very cool. Uh, Mass, I'm going to give you third for the framed girly jersey with the, the photos and whatnot. It's a cool piece. Uh, it's fine. It's, it's kind just, of a scramble last minute thing. Yeah, I mean, you know, doesn't do it for me. Uh, and then we got the two here. We got the the framed uh, Philly Fanatic autograph to Kyle well, for his birthday. Not just personalized message. If you really think about it, what Kyle has is a still cameo. That's true. What Paul has is not really sports related. It's law related. <laughs> All right, so Kyle's throwing in his two cents. You know, I sat here and, like, gave Kyle, gave Kyle a reason as to why you should pick Kyle's thing, and then he just fit on mine. Yeah, I mean, I'm what a you. I thought you were telling me no. <laughs> what? No, I was saying that you're, it's like a still cameo. Like, it's, you know. Uh, I, I apologize. I didn't know you were having my back. His damage is done. <laughs> and then we have. Uh, hey, sorry I shot you. Here's the Starburst. <laughs> And Paul has a Paul has a pristine copy from the New Haven Register from 1996. Is that right? 95. 95 uh, of the. Yeah, Paul. He didn't even pay attention to you. Well, no, I, I will just... agree with. Kyle. It isn't necessarily sports related, but I think it falls in the sports memorabilia category. I mean, to a lot of people, like, so. this was a big moment in just in history in general. Like to this day, we still talk about O.J. Simpson. We we joke about it. But I mean that's a that's a cool thing to own. There's even a quote in here from Nicholas Pastor, the New Haven police chief at that time. There was a conviction in the case, and it was the Los Angeles Police Department that was found guilty. Hilarious. All right, I, I'm ready to to cast the, the rest of my judgment. Um, this this may come as you know salty to some, but after all, in this particular instance, I am the taskmaster. Um, so, Kyle, you have an awesome piece here, but I'm going to give you second. Paul, I'm going to give you first because it's a cool piece of history. It's in great condition. Sure. And also, and the second sure. article on this newspaper, it says, Too Hurt by Train Hits Truck. <laughs> no, <laughs> 22. Tw- oh, 22. 22 Hurt as Train Rams Truck. So, so see, look, there's a little bit of everything. I got the I got the football not guilty thing for Kendall. I have the uh, 22 Hertz as Train Rams Truck. Can't have that without the Rams of St. Louis. Massey, that's for you. Yeah. Kyle, there's baseball news at the top. Uh, TV plans not sitting well with Tribe fans. Boggs, Sierra, Homer as Yankees win 9-6. to six. Braves hang on to Nip Rockies. Reds win. Do you have the sports page on there? No, so it's just it's just the, the cover page. But it had, at the top, uh, headlines of the playoffs. I do have, however, the winning lottery numbers for Connecticut, New York, Rhode Island, Massachusetts, 
Vermont, New Hampshire, Maine, and New Jersey. Uh, I have the uh, Bon Appetit ShopRite Italian Festival ad, uh, which if you really want to get mad, you know, like pasta was 20 cents a box back then. Yeah, that makes me mad. Yeah, $1 for a five-pound bag of potatoes. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, Commerce in Israel ceases for holiday. Uh, Bill Clinton offers apology for radiation experiments. Uh, Spending feud prompts veto. Clinton gains ground on Dole in two polls. Bob Dole. And in local news, uh, Busca dropped out of the mayoral race in Hamden. Take that. Important things to note. Special report. What will OJ watchers do now? You know what's really funny? That's like a similar headline you'd see like after like Tiger King 2. What will Carol Baskin supporters (laughs) do now? So there you have it. Carol Baskin. I hope, I, I hope we have more tasks in the future. Maybe take turns being the, the task master. Well, I kind of like, was that. I kind of like, wanted to do that last year. Like, I, I would, I would like it if like we got on like a rotation. Like, it doesn't have to be every week, but like, I would like, you know, it'll be one of those things where like, you know, I'll win. Like, like I'll keep track of the GSWD points. I'll win. I win from things, and I'll use them to disperse bonus points throughout the year. Um, so like I won this one, so like I'll put that in my category as a bonus point and I can award bonus points later. Obviously I'm not going to give my point to the person who didn't participate because then bias can take place. Um, although I, I do, I don't think Kendall would be biased. Kendall's not a big um, He's definitely biased. No way. Kyle, yours is really close. Hey Kyle, let me tell you something. He buys beer every week, man. He buys beer every week. <laughs> And Kyle, let me tell you something. If that newspaper wasn't the New Haven Register or wasn't a Connecticut newspaper, I think you would have won. I think just because like that is like probably perhaps the most famous Connecticut newspaper. I think like, that kind of took the cake. The record journal's up there. Uh, I don't know. I don't think the record the, oh, yeah. the record journal's not famous. It's just it's just statewide. Same thing. <laughs> yeah. Can I have the bonus point? Huh? Can I have the bonus point? Uh, not right now. Maybe later. Okay. Might have to be some stretch. Might have to be some filleting done. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm always down for that bonus point or not. Yeah, I caught a I caught a shiny lavatar today in Scarlet. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I have two shinies now. I knew it. I absolutely knew that was going to happen. <laughs> whopper, 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 <laughs> double junior whopper. I saw his face. Do, 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 do. I'm a believer. <laughs> whopper, whopper, See, whopper. I'm not coming back on, so I wouldn't recommend it. I think that's our new task. Everybody come up with a popular song that was uh, on the radio from 96 to 2004 and rewrite the chorus as the Whopper jingle. All right, so I got dibs on the Drake Bell. Drake Bell and the fuck Drake and Josh theme song. Man, that was rough. I don't don't think that fits the criteria, man. It fits the criteria anyways because I said so. (laughs) Well, if that's the case, then I'm gonna kill two birds with one stone in this group. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and do uh, Duran Duran, hungry like a wolf, but with a whopper. Hilarious. 
and just watch Kyle and Pat make out while I do it. <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying things. to like, figure out how to do it. And I am hungry like double. Yeah, so it's just whopper, 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 double junior, triple whopper, whopper. <laughs> I didn't see, I didn't hear Duran the Random. Well, no, you heard Whopper, 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 Whopper. It's just to the tune of. Oh, that's another good one. We should do the Whopper. We could do the Whopper, Whopper song from Pac-Man. Whopper, 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 (laughs) Junior, Double, Triple, Whopper, 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 Whopper. Good ball. You do me a favor. Hold on, Massey's talking. I didn't hear. Go ahead, Kyle. Oh, Kendall, can you make me a mashup of I'm a Believer and Shiny Teeth in Me? I'd give that a shot. Yeah, let me know. I'll work on that. Well, we have till tomorrow. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and go. Uh, yes, Massey. How's your beverage? Uh, it was it was good. It was a Pepsi, and it was vanilla, and it was two hundred and sixty calories. And how many of those did you have? I, I only had uh, I only had the one twenty ounce today. I made the joke. I didn't drink all that those. Oh, but... I was hoping you were going to go through the entirety of it. Can you imagine drinking 24, 20 ounce sodas a day? Yeah, that's a lot yes, of soda. Actually, I do know somebody who did that. Who? Uh, a friend of mine from high school. Is he dead? Pretty close to it. Pretty close to it. It's me. I was that friend. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Sorry, I booby-trapped your office. Like, not for, like, nothing. Like, just out of, like, just for, like, a quick, like, math thing. That's, like, the equivalent equivalent of drinking, like, just over seven two-liters of soda in a day. That's insane. (laughs) That's so much. I know somebody who drank two two two-liters a day, though. That's so much. It's like yeah. drinking. It's like drinking over fifty cans of soda. <laughs> so fucking much. Kyle, I am. Yeah. In my yeah. opinion, I think there's only three beverages on the planet I could drink seven two liters of in a day. Water, water, and more water. No, not not counting water, because I think anybody, if they really, really had to, could drink an endless amount of water. I'm talking about like regular beverages. Gatorade. No, nah, I couldn't do it with Gatorade. I'd hit like a sugar wall. Are you allowed and... to water it down? No. It's got to be the way it is. The way it comes in the package. Not oh, any Prime by Jake Paul. No like uh, powdered or like Mio's. Or like, like, like a prepackaged beverage. I could go through seven uh, liters of the no. Snapple Zero no. Ice Tea. It's not seven liters. It's fourteen liters. I could do that too. There's I think no I could do. In it. I think I could do seven two liters of milk in a day if I had to. Oh wow. no 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 no! That's a I lot mean, of milk. It's a lot of milk, but I think I could do it. What's the, what's the, what's a the gallon of like what's a gallon of milk in liters? I'm just gonna Google that real quick. Conversion. Gallons. Three point. Three point four. Round. I want liters to gallons. Liters to gallons. So let's see, fourteen. It's three and a half gallons of milk. I could do that. Oh yeah, that's that's actually doable for you. I, I said do... that. I pretty much said that. You did, Kyle. I didn't hear what you said. What did you say? 
said 3.4. That's 3.6. He's pretty close for going off the cup, though. He was pretty close. So I, I think I could do it with milk. It would be tough, but I think I could do it. I also think I could do it with apple juice. No, too sugary. But no, apple- but he, he'll pee it out. And also but poop apple- real hard. Huh? And poop real hard. Oh yeah, have some weird ass dreams too. <laughs> and then I think I could, I think I could do it with bacon grease. Oh my oh. god! <laughs> you fucking imagine? <laughs> uh, you know what I'm curious Ken- about? Kendo could do it with beer. That's no, a lot of beer. That's a lot of. beer. I mean, I could drink a lot oh, of beer, but I think he, at some point you just kind of hit like the foam wall. You know, I think I'll I'll put it into milk cartons for you. <laughs> well, that be, solves everything. Kendall it, be, Kendall, it would be roughly 40 12 ounce beers. I mean, that would. That, I've Kendall do that before. You I, might be able to do that. I tell you what, Kendall. Like looking at it now, though, like if I had a day and I planned it out right, I bet you I could do it in Guinness. Yeah, I mean, I, I think like anything, if you just plan your day around it. It's doable. Like I mean, you're eating I and you both do a rack of Miller High Life, not even trying in a day. If well, you guys actually tried, yeah. well, the thing—that's the thing, though. That's the thing. If you're going to do like real copious day drinking, like trying to go for volume and not just like, like you know, uh, just drinking throughout the day. Like if you're actually trying to consume as much as possible, you you kind of like have to kind of reverse psychology. You can't plan your day around it because if you plan your day around it, you're going to get fucked. Because you're gonna you're gonna end up at some point not thinking that you're too far behind and need to catch up, or you're gonna yeah. try to go too hard too fast. With the Miller High Life, it was just like, a, hey, I don't have to go anywhere for the next forty eight hours, so I'm just gonna keep drinking until I'm dead. <laughs> I mean, for the bachelor party, we we did drink constantly. I mean, I think that was that was probably the best outing ever. I drank thirty two beers on Saturday. Yeah, because it was just we just never stopped. It just we <laughs> everything we did it was, was just a beer in hand. I woke up and drank three Miller High Lifes. Because I woke up, I woke up, I drank, I drank one. I walked out of the porch, drinking another one. Did the vortex thing, and then realized when I got down to you guys on the grass that I didn't have a beer, so I opened one. <laughs> yeah, I mean that trip. We only we came back, I think, with one case of Guinness, and that was really it. I mean that that bottle of scotch, but that that's about it, right? That's all I could think of. Yeah. Meet that day, Kendall. Yes. How was your beer? I had uh, from the Riller Collection. This was a product I didn't know existed uh, from Jameson. It was uh, the Cooper's Crows. Uh, it says by Head Cooper Ger Buckley. Uh, oh, it's Cooper's Crows. Cooper's. Oh, it's Crows. Oh. Does it say Crows? Yeah, it's C R O Z E. Yeah, the R is silent, oh, like right. in Rooster. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it says, uh, not to cut you off, but on the flip side, you know how we're like saying like, oh, we might be able to do it in beer. Mm -hmm. It's like 18 bottles of like regular alcohol. Wow. (laughs) So much. (laughs) Um, this has uh, notes of vanilla, uh, rich fruits and toasted wood. I I had trouble getting kind of the rich fruits. I guess I don't know what that flavor profile they're talking about is like what kind of fruit but the vanilla really comes through and uh an aspect in a lot of you know whiskeys bourbons and scotch that i really like it is the wood aspect and i i really noticed that in this i like uh, your wood aspect oh well thank you uh i'm actually like i'll drink jameson but i don't like 
I don't like go out of my like, oh man, we got to do shots of Jameson. I'll absolutely always do a shot of Jameson, but it's not my favorite. This ranked much higher on any Jameson I've ever had. Uh, would get this again and again. Uh, this would be a, a four point nine star for me. This this was like a surprising because I kind of had a, a vision that it was just gonna be like Jameson, but it's, it's totally different. So give this a shot. Uh, I had Blue Shell from Barrier Brewing. It was average. Um, there was wasn't really much of a taste to it. That makes any sense. It wasn't hoppy. It wasn't whatever. It just I felt like I was just drinking it. Does that make sense? It was just kind of like a bland beer. Yeah. So, yeah, it makes sense. High ABV though, right? Like, I give it a two point five. I give it like right in the middle. God, you said it was ten percent, right, at the beginning? Yeah, ten percent alcohol. Wow. I only had one. I'm not a psychopath. Become one. I'm a big fan you know of what? I'm a big fan of how you, you kind of said psychopath <laughs> as if like Travis Scott was marketing <laughs> mental illness. <laughs> I am Travis Scott. You know what, Kyle? I believe you. <laughs> Massey, how was your uh, sour, lemon sour? You know, I tell you, I have over the last few weeks just been trying to sample a bunch of different liquor. I finally switched over to tequila, even though that's my go-to when I go out. Just been making margaritas for last couple cocktails that I've had. I decided to try the sour tonight and I actually think it came out pretty good. I think that might be my new go-to. Nice. I like it. Kendall's pissed that you haven't included him in this. Yeah, I mean, all, all this like like liquor that I've wanted to have and, you know, still <laughs> <sighs> have to say. I just, I just like it a whole lot how like you just kind of casually dropped that and like none of us really knew that. <laughs> it's just like Kendall's what the fuck, Mass? <laughs> yeah, it's like, come on, guy. Are you driving up here to partake? I mean, I guess. <laughs> as long as you have a place that he can sleep slash pee, he'll go anywhere. Yeah, pretty much. Couch downstairs with a bucket, he's fine. Mm, you don't want to put him downstairs because there's a good chance that washing machine gets peed in. True. I'll lock the door. All right, that's fair. Honestly, just lock him in the bathroom. Also not a bad idea. Yeah. Done it before. Why not? I, I've seen Kyle sleep on a toilet. You've seen I've seen Kendall sleep, sleep next to a toilet. And I'll do it again and again. <laughs> In a hotel room. <laughs> you know what, though? That, that floor was probably better than what Jeff slept on. So. Uh, Massey, if you uh, could you like, uh, here's the thing. I wish Massey was at your bachelor party, but could you imagine the sleeping arrangement with just one more person? <laughs> was it that bad? All right. So we, so Kyle's brother, Larry was under the impression until everybody got to the hotel. Keep in mind, there was what two, four, five, six, seven, eight of us. I think it was eight. Yeah. might've been that. Was it seven? Let's see what who was it? who was there? It was Jeff Kendall, Mock, me, Eric, Eric, Kyle, Larry. Yep. Okay, so there were seven of us. Uh, 
Larry was under the impression that we had two rooms with two queen beds in each, and we got one room with two full beds. <laughs> even fuck that up. Uh, because it just got fucked up. I don't know. And Kyle, I didn't allot. Nobody allotted to have to give an additional, you know, totaling two thousand dollars for another hotel room. Kyle wasn't part of the planning, so it ended up. Kyle, what? Do you like your brother? I love my brother. It's a good thing that I didn't go because I probably would have had to kill him. No, but let me tell you something. I'm glad we did it the way we did it. It creates the camaraderie. But so uh, the first, <laughs> was it the first night? Oh, the, was, Kendall, which night did you sleep on the floor? The first night? First night. The, f- the first night we had two guys in each bed. Uh, someone slept on the floor between the beds. That was me. Yeah, Kyle slept on the floor between the beds. Jeff slept on a bench that, like, you sit on to do computer work. Yeah. Mark slept on the chair. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mark slept in a chair. Jeff slept on a bench that, like, no joke, was probably two and a half feet long, curled up on it. And Kendall slept on the tile bathroom floor. Yeah. It worked out because I was, like, one shot away from yakking, but I was able to bring it together. <laughs> it was rough. It was a rough night's sleep for everybody. Where did you sleep? Because here's the, huh? Where did you sleep? The first night I slept in a bed, but was pretty hammered and snored myself awake constantly. (laughs) And then the second night I slept on the floor between the two beds, and I had Kyle on one side and Eric on the other. Both sleeping with their asses hanging out, ripping ass into my fucking face the whole night. <laughs> Hilarious. Oh my god. It was I mean, what a sleeping arrangement. What you think, man? I would have just gone to get another room. Yeah, so. Yeah, but Massey, that's no fun. Also, Massey, it would have been two thousand dollars for another room. I would have had a different hotel. There weren't any. I have like the same restaurant every day, Mass. What restaurant? Restaurant was slamming. The restaurant in the casino was real good. I won like six hundred bucks on roulette. Did you? I I didn't even camp. Yeah, we we were. Yes, you did, Kyle, because nobody could find you, and you were sitting at a roulette table. I I didn't camp that much, though. We couldn't find We couldn't find my money other ways. Me, Mark, and uh, Kendall went to find him. Kyle was sitting at a virtual roulette table, and I had I had twenty dollars in cash. So I just was like, you know what? I'm just going to put it on fourteen and a hit. <laughs> yeah, bullshit. Pretty much funded my whole trip. Yeah. So, uh, we are going to do this thing. We'll have to explain it to Mock, but you guys can start preparing and thinking about teams that you would like. The week of the show that's going to uh, be recorded on March 13th, um, which is like six-ish weeks away. Um, uh, what? Love you. Go ahead. Oh, it's the show. It's the, the it's going to be the show before the new league year starts for the NFL because it's free agency and the season will open on March 15th. So what we're going to do on that show is I want to try to start doing more fun stuff for pivotal moments in the seasons instead of just like, you know, talking about where we think free agents are going to go. 
we can do that a little bit, but what we're going to do is everybody's going to pick a team because there's always the thing, you know, there's always a fan that thinks that they could do it better than the general manager. Yeah. We're going to pick a team. We're going to pick how they spend their free, their, their cap space, how, who they draft, yada, 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 as the general manager. We're going to have it all written down and saved in a file. And then Kendall's going to set an alarm to go off in his phone next year uh, for the same Monday before free agency. And then we're going to recap and see how we did versus what the, how the managers actually did. Yeah. And you can, so you guys can start thinking about what teams you would want. You can look at draft capital and cap space and all that stuff. You can pick your own team. If you want, you can pick a totally different team. You can try to pick one of our teams, whatever you want to do. But, that's for a while. What they need to know now is where can they find us on socials, Kendall? They could find us. Yeah. What? Go ahead, Ken. Do you want to do it, Kyle? I don't want to do it. <laughs> uh, Facebook at Getting Sports with the Drunk. Uh, Twitter and Instagram at GSWD underscore four. Make sure you use the hashtag GSWD for all your daily uses, whether it's murdering frontier or for like 20 minutes forgetting we were recording a show and not just all talking on the phone <laughs> oh, uh, like subscribe um you know tweet at us you know come on let us know you know we you know we do this for you guys we do it for us but we do it for you guys too let us know and tell us we suck and before we go real quick super bowl predictions kendall uh, I have uh, Kansas City 30 to 24. Mass? Uh, hold on. I took a screen capture of this. Give me a second. All right. Uh, Souls? Uh, if in the Lord of Christ, Eagles 41, Chiefs 37. Okay. Well, uh, yep. Mass? Cheers. Oh, uh, I'm going to go just because everybody keeps harping on the whole Mahomes ankle thing. I think the script is pretty well written that Mahomes is just winning the Super Bowl. So I'm going to go. I'm going to go Kansas City. Kansas City 20. No, I'm going to go Kansas City 43, Philadelphia 37. What I said, kind of. Philadelphia 37, Kansas City 34. Well, it, it is very close. I just, I just didn't do it in the name of Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Bold prediction: A Kelsey wins the Super Bowl. Hey, I like that. Mm. Even bolder prediction: I don't know, man. A, Kelsey, a Kelsey wins MVP. Ooh, here's the deal: It's possible no matter what. <laughs> Until then, I'm your hostess, Cupcake the Riddler. Oh, no, he's no. not here no more, Mock. <laughs> I am the man of many nations. The mask, Chris Massey. And the rat of a red baron. Who's the frosted pizza? He's the rat. He's the rat. No. Yeah.